Let's start out here in Psalm 68, verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily. What's another way to say daily? Day by day. Who daily loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation, Selah. And Selah is a, a Hebrew word and it means to pause, to stop, to calmly think about this, to consider this. And so with that in mind, let's go back over this again. Blessed be the Lord who daily, day by day, loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Now, in the, in the Old Testament, written in Hebrew, the language is very important, just as it is New Testament Greek, but he daily loads us. This word has kind of a double meaning. First of all, what it reads to us here, he daily loads us with benefits. And so he's pouring out his goodness into our life. Aren't you glad, aren't you glad for that? But the other end of it, and probably the more weighted definition of this, is he daily loads us. He takes us on as his load. He loads us up into his arm. He carries us and he carries our burdens. And when does he do this? He does this daily. He does this day by day. And and this is what we need to know. Our heavenly father is faithful. Above everything else he is, he is, he is faithful. And he faithfully, generously, graciously, even miraculously cares for us guides us, provides for us. You ready for this? Day by day, day by day. And so daily God is faithful and God is calling us to something to do with our daily as well. Life is lived day by day. My assignment this morning is to provoke you to good works. My assignment this morning is to stir you up, shock you if I have to, to get you awake, alert, and aware about what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Because life is lived day by day, and what we do daily is very, very important. We all, every one of us, we must have a keen awareness of what is going down in our life day by day. Let me just give you a little partial list here. Day by day, we need to have a keen awareness of what is happening in our life. We need to be aware of what we are doing day by day. How we start our day. How we end our day. Where we are going in life. What we are becoming. What we are allowing. What we are sowing what we are reaping, what we are building, what we might be tearing down on a day-by-day basis. And it's important that we have a real awareness of this. Now, this phrase day-by-day is, co- is going to come to mean to us, kind of signal to us, and it's part of my life though, and that's what I'm hoping it will become part of your life, that you realize day-by-day represents there's some things I need to do every day, every day. Day by day, there are disciplines, there are practices, there are patterns that we need to have in our life. Oh, I can't do that because I'm real spontaneous. Yeah, and you're making a mess of things if you don't have some discipline and some actual procedure and routine in your life. If you have that in your life, then the spontaneity is all the more fun rather than wreaking havoc and making a mess in your life. So day by day has to do with disciplines and practices that need to be a part of our life. Um, God has things for us. As I told you already, he, on a daily basis, he cares for us. He guides us. He provides for us and he's faithful to do so. But you know what? For us to receive of that care, of his guidance, of his provision, 
we need to align ourselves with him. We need to do things God's way. Back in the book of Exodus chapter 16, the children of Israel are in the wilderness and God is providing for them something called manna. And manna was uh, a bread-like substance that he rained down uh, you know, out of the sky, bread from heaven more or less, and then they would gather it. And so that was God's gracious provision. And you know what? It's extra gracious because they kept complaining. But God was patient and kind. Are you glad he is with you as well? And he rained this down and faithfully provided, miraculously provided for them day by day by day. But you know what he had? He had, he had regulations about how it was to be gathered. He had restrictions. He had rules. Now, don't let those words throw you. He said, there's a way that I want this handled. And in essence, God just wants us to line up with him. It's been said there's two ways to do anything, God's way and any other way. And we need to make sure that we're doing things God's way. So this is very important here. This series is about what we do daily, what we do day by day. And and this morning, I want to just prompt an awareness in you. Now, here's a bottom line thought that we're going to have throughout this series. What you do day by day takes you to your future. Now, I want you to personalize it and, and do it like this. What I do day by day takes me to my future. Now, let me interject something right here. You know, what I do takes me to my future, but you need to know it does not impact just you. It's going to impact your spouse. It's going to impact your children. It's going to impact your friends or people around you. Anywhere that you have any kind of influence or are being observed, it's, it's going to have impact. So this is vitally important. What you do day by day takes you to your future. It's taking you somewhere. And this can be something desired or undesirable. This is something we want to target. What kind of future is it that you want? And you, through what you do day by day, are going to shape that future. You know, you don't just wake up one day and have abs of steel and buns of steel. You don't just wake up and go, whoa. That's going to be something you did day by day. You don't wake up at the perfect body weight, out out of debt, got savings, everything all in line, your, your garage is perfectly ordered. That doesn't just happen. The things that you consistently must do. But notice this, what you do day by day takes you somewhere. So all of us are on a journey, all of us. And all of us are going into our future, all of us. And I'm not even talking about heaven. I'm talking about in the land of the living, we're headed somewhere. And so it is vital what we are doing on that day-to-day basis. We're on a journey, all of us. I am, you are. And so we're trying to go from where we are to where God wants us to be. And so we need to do things in his way. And that's some of the things I'm going to be sharing with you throughout this. Christine Kane said this, vision will get you inspired, but discipline will take you there. Vision will get you inspired. But discipline will take you there. And I get concerned that sometimes in, quote, church world, there's a bunch of inspired people. And then after a while, you got to re-inspire them. But they're living in desperate need of miracle or this or that, when instead God wants us to walk a path. And if we walk that path of obedience and in the light that he would give us, we're going to see God take us to a good place with good traction. So 
What you do day by day takes you to your future. Vision will inspire you, but discipline will get you there. And I really think that people as a whole, and especially the body of Christ, we need a good dose of discipline. And by discipline, I'm not talking about getting spanked. I'm talking about that you discipline yourself, that you have some priorities, you have some patterns, some practices of life that you commit yourself to. And, and you walk those things out and, and watch what happens concerning your future. Now, we don't like words like discipline. We don't like rules, regulations, protocol, practice. We don't like words like that, but they're necessary because they build into us what is called consistency. Everything you know about God, hear me, think about it. Everything about God, everything about any system he has ever set up, he's consistent. God is virtually, now, now, I would need to balance this with a, a lot of other teaching, but virtually based on his promises, his character, his history, his intentions is vir- virtually predictable. You know what God is going to do. You don't know how he's going to do it. And we do know how it all ends up. So God is above everything he is. He is faithful. Consistency. Everything about God is, is consistent. Uh, his mercies are new Every morning, not every Tuesday, every morning. What's another way to say every morning? Day by day. day day. Can I count upon God's mercies being there tomorrow morning? Can I count upon a sunrise tomorrow? God actually put that in place. There's a covenant between night and day, between the sun and the moon that God has set up that is a sign to us that his covenants are still in place. I have no doubt, no question, no fear that tomorrow the sun will come up. And if it doesn't come up, it's all right because I'm out of here. Okay? So he is faithful in that way. You don't have to worry about Tuesday morning getting up. And it's like, man, I really need, I need mercy. And there, God's off today. God overslept. Oh, he doesn't do it. There's been cutbacks. No, it's, it's God. It's God we're dealing with. And he's, and he's faithful. Amen. So everything you know about God, he's faithful. Can I tell you our biggest problem? Inconsistency. Inconsistency. When we add this prefix in at the beginning of the word, it negates the meaning. It neutralizes the word. So if it was inadequate, inaudible, incompatible, it it negates it. Inconsistent. Now we kill the consistency by our inconsistency. And let me tell you what inconsistency does. You ready for this? Don't miss this. Inconsistency creates disruption. Inconsistency creates disruption. Who do you think wants to disrupt your life? The enemy of your soul. And that's why we have to commit ourselves to God and his ways and the path that is before us because inconsistency creates disruption. And I'm telling you what, the disruption will not just be to you. It can disrupt a marriage, disrupt a business, disrupt your health, disrupt your finances. If you are inconsistent and we've got to have consistency, some patterns, some principles, some priorities that we commit ourselves to. And when we do so, God will help us in that commitment. Get this. Consistency beats intense effort every time. There's probably too much information, but tomorrow morning... My wife, Alicia, has a dentist appointment and she's going to have a checkup and have her teeth cleaned. 
And you know what? She's not nervous and I'm not nervous because, and, and we get this done about every six months or so, because I know her for six months, well, her whole life, but she brushes morning and night. And then if she needs to in between and she flosses every day. So that's called consistency. Now, if she didn't have that and she's going to that appointment tomorrow, she could try intense effort. And so all afternoon today and tonight, just you're brushing and flossing and all of that intense effort. And all she's going to get is bloody gums. Okay? And so consistency beats intense effort every time. If you go to the doctor, you've got some kind of ailment. He says, I want you to take these pills. Take one with every meal, so that's three a day with a meal. Do that for 10 days. You should be okay after that and come back and see me. And what if you don't consistently follow that prescription for you and then you go, oh, no, I got the doctor's appointment tomorrow and you take 30 pills, okay? So consistency beats intense effort every time. And so, so often, I, I got to have something happen. We got to do something, And I'm going to tell you something, the closer you get to God and stay on his path, the less panic there will be in your life. We create a lot of it. Most of our situations are self-inflicted. And it's because we're veering all over the place. And what did I tell you about inconsistency? It creates disruption. And so what we've got to do is get ourselves consistent. On what God, and and you know what? There's no condemnation. This is not a house of condemnation. It's like wherever you are, have God help you to move from where you are to where he wants you to be. If you're way off the road, God can help you get back to the road. Consistency beats intense effort every time. What what about, you know, we got bowl games going on. You know, there is not a team that's going to play today or, you know, over the last week or so that just, you know, hey guys, you want to play? And throw out some jerseys. Show up four o'clock, okay? No, they, they have worked. They have trained. There's been consistency in this. A farmer, a gardener, there has to be consistency. Raising your children, there has to be consistency. Uh, Dr. James Dobson, Focus on the Family, and we learned this a long time ago. One of the greatest things, the greatest word you can teach your children is no. And that no means no. Because if they don't know No, if you're inconsistent with that, no means no one time and yes the next time and maybe, then they're never going to take you at your word. And so even in raising our children, there's consistency that is is required. Consistency beats intense effort every time. I'm in a doctoral program and I, I, uh, I have about six weeks and I have to have read about 2,100 pages uh, in, in these next six weeks. And you know what I did about a week or so ago, I sat down, I did a little bit of math using the calculator and kind of figured all this out and divided up what I need to do day by day, because I don't want to, in about six weeks, lose my mind, lose my family, lose everything else, because I'm trying to get all of that done at the end. But how many of us that, that is our typical pattern? You know, a teacher gives you a project, this is due at the end of the semester. And you just lay off and then the night before you remember you have it. Well, y'all aren't telling, but I know. All right. Listen to this. There are spiritual and practical things that we must do day by day, time after time, over and over. And if we're not careful, we will become careless and allow these things to become boring, dead, dry. 
Anything can become routine, ritual, mechanical, stale, religious, mindless, and meaningless. Yet these things are valuable, necessary, and important. There's some things that have to be in our life that we no longer make them optional. And, and, and hear this, and you're here, but here's one of our biggest problems again, inconsistency. Don't you think that church attendance would be an important thing? That is something that needs to be consistent in our life. Uh, prayer, reading the Bible. If you have children, it would be real important that you're consistent feeding them. Uh, if you have a baby, it would be good that you change them. Y- y- y'all follow me? I mean, there's, there's things that we just have to commit ourselves to. Uh, let me go back to brushing your, your teeth or whatever. Um, when I was a kid, I can remember I brushed my teeth because my mom made me brush my teeth. So she'd catch me sometimes, you brush your teeth? No. And the only reason I brush my teeth is because she made me. It held no value for me. So then, you know, this morning I brushed my teeth. That's probably a good thing. And I didn't just do it so I'd have minty breath and white teeth. I did it because I want to keep them. So what changed? I understand the value. I understand the value of when you lose the value of why we go to church, why we pray, why we work hard, why we don't just go crazy with our finances, why we treat people right. I mean, on and on and on. When you lose the value of that, it's going to bring inconsistency and disruption into your life and you're going to end up off course. You know, my boys, I've raised, raised three boys and this happened probably with all of them. Maybe it's just a boy thing. But we would be well into spring break or Christmas break or, or summer break and they're out of their regular consistent routine. And we go, buddy, have you, have you had a bath? Yeah. When? Tuesday. You know, and, and it's because it didn't mean anything to them. And so when we value it, we will keep these things as a value in our life. Listen, routine is not a bad word. Routine is not a bad word. It is necessary for life. It is necessary for progress. It's necessary for health and and for growth. Routine actually comes from the word, same root as root and road. And if life and and Christianity is anything, it's a journey. It's a path. And so routine is going to be involved in us getting where we need to go. Now, I didn't want to just go ahead and list these without talking about them just for a minute. But this is something that's part and parcel what we believe what God wants for our lives. And so if you know this, chime in. If you don't, just learn this today or be reviewed on this. I believe that the goal, when we follow what God has for our life, here's what's going to be produced in our life. We're going to be happy and stable and fruitful and blessed so that we can be a blessing and ultimately bring glory to God. But you know what? This cannot, will not happen without routine. This cannot, will not happen with, without day by day. You know, we, we've got to stop living that, that we can just live how we want and then hopefully something will come together. We're going to have to commit ourselves to doing the hard work. But God will meet you there in this place of the day by day and he'll begin to produce these things in our life. And everybody wants these. It's available but it's not automatic. And what we have to do is commit ourselves to a life of day by day, a life of patterns and principles and priorities that as we do those things, these things will begin to grow 
in, in our life. You can't get there without routine. These actually become holy habits. And your habits determine your future. Your character is shaped by your habits. You're known by your habits. And successful people have successful habits. Look at this in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 23, in the message paraphrase. What's this? This is strong. Death is the reward of an undisciplined life. Death is the reward of an undisciplined life. Your foolish decisions trap you in a dead end. I don't care where you are right now, though. God knows the way to get you to where you need to be. So if you're, I'm trapped in a dead end, God, God is the great defender. God is the great rescuer. But you're going to have to do things his way. Again, what you do day by day takes you to your future. I don't want you to reduce all that we're going to talk about in this to just works or self-improvement or self-help. This is actually a spiritual sacred act because what we're doing is we're drawing near to God. And when you draw near to God, what does he do? He draws near to you. Uh, This is us aligning ourselves with his purposes and intents for us. This is also us presenting our life a spiritual living sacrifice to God. And when we're doing that, when we're drawing near to God in that way, you can count on his help to help you in the day by day. Let me ask you a couple of questions here and we're going to wrap this up here in just a moment. If in fact, what you do day by day is taking you to your future, think about this. If in fact, what you do day by day is taking you to a future. What does that future look like? Don't answer out loud. What does that look like? Is that really what you intended? Did you even think about that? That what I do day by day is going to have some impact? Are you going where you're going by design? Are you going by where you're going by desire? Or are you just going there by default? Is this really the place that you want to be going? And I think the greatest problem is we live unaware of that. We get numbed down to that, that this doesn't matter. And yet we're living things day by day by day. I have, I have heard from a number of people and read a number of things just the last few months uh, of people that have reached certain thresholds of life. And they said, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. I would have planned financially different. I mean, there's so many things that, that they would have done on the day by day. Well, how about we start doing it and when's a good day to do it? Today's a great day to start. And today I'm just trying to wake that up in you. Um, think about happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. And, and I racked my brain on this. No one in their right mind wants less than that. I don't think there's anybody trying. You know what? I don't want that happy, stable, fruitful, blessed stuff. I want to be sad. I want my family really dysfunctional. We get our own reality show. I want us to be sick by my own devices. I want people to be mad at me. I want no favor. I want no peace. Nobody wants that. Are y'all hearing me? Nobody wants that. And yet, why do we keep arriving at that or different parts of that in our life? I'm convinced that much of it has to do with our day by day. You've got to commit yourself that you're going to live the life, do the day by day that will take you to the, to the right place. And again, this is not a house of condemnation, but on my regular travel back and forth, there's a house that I pass as I, as I travel. And more often than not, there's a guy out in his driveway and he's smoking, okay? And again, it's not a house of condemnation. 
I think you should cut it out. You're going to feel better. Your lungs will begin to re- regenerate. You're going to save a lot of money. And you're going to live longer. But this is not a house of condemnation because the reality is the people sitting on every seat, you have issues. Okay. So this is not a house of condemnation, but this is, hear me, but this is a house of grace, but this is also a house of truth. And I have to tell you the truth. And so I see this guy and I don't judge this guy, but my heart goes out because I've seen too much already. And so day by day, day by day, I'm going, I'm coming. I'm going, I'm coming. Day by day, he's smoking. And I don't think when he started out, you know what? One day, I want to go where day by day with this will take me. He didn't want that. And and I don't want that for him. But you know what? He has a wife. He has a business. He has children. And, And our day by day does not just impact me. It impacts your spouse. It impacts your children. It impacts generations. It impacts impacts all the people around you that you influence or observe you. It is vitally important what we do on the day by day. And we're going to have to grab this thing. I'm telling you, I want to yell and just tell you how important this is. But I, I have prayed for you and I'm going to be praying for you and I'm committing this. You hear me? I have been praying strong this week for you. That as a result of the message, you ready for this? That the Holy Spirit is going to get into your business. And so when you're, when you're involved in things that you just mindlessly have done and just keep doing, and it's creating disruption in your life, it's, it's hindering you and taking you off course from happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, that the Holy Spirit will go, what, what, what? And that is not my impersonation of the Holy Spirit, okay? I would not attempt but I just pray that his, his voice, his breath, his presence, his conviction would come to you and you'd realize, i got to cut this out. And I pray that the things that you need to be doing, that he'll, he'll show you how, he'll give you the gumption. Do you all know that word? The gumption, the heart, the guts to go, to go after some things. And when you're doing the right things, that he'll give you the endurance. He'll give you the want to. And you're going to need some endurance. Sometimes, sometimes it's easy to do something once, easy to do it twice. But keep on going. Some of you have already started going back to the gym. And the first day you tore it up and you walked out of there. Whoa. Okay, that's your day one walk. Here's your day two walk. You go, I had enough of that. I'm probably probably in pretty good shape now. (laughs) No, it's to keep going, keep going. Say it day by day, day by day. And what you do day by day is going to take you to your future. So I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will totally get into your stuff, get into your business, remind you, wake you up, stir you, convict you, hold back a little bit on some peace. You say, please don't pray that. No, I, because I want you to get on track. Because the future, listen, you have much to do with your own future. And what you do, say it with me, what you do day by day takes you to your future. And we have a tendency that when we should work, we're wandering. And when we should worship, we're fidgeting. You know, the little things and the big things that we're going to do, we... We find other things to do. We've developed bad habits instead of holy habits. 
So often this has not been modeled for us. Seriously, this has not been modeled for us in, in so many lives. And others are just waiting for their big break or waiting for something to happen. You know, their ship to come in or you get picked for American Idol. Most of those things don't happen. What you have to do is walk this thing out. And I just want to commit this to you and I'm going to, I'm going to end with this. I'm going to commit on God's behalf that if you will make this not a list of do's and don'ts, but if you will make this a spiritual act of service to your creator and to your redeemer and say, God, I'm drawing near to you. I'm giving you my life as a living sacrifice. And as you do that and you, you align yourself with God, I'm, I'm going to promise you, God will help you. God will help you. And listen, I can testify to this. Now, I don't have all of this right, but I have much of this going on in my life and for decades. And you know what? And I can look at things in my life and they're going on not because God loves me better than anybody else, not because of this or that or my color or my age or anything else. Listen, the cross is the great equalizer. Come one, come all. And that's the beginning place. And come to him and say, God, truly, I give you my life. And how do you live life? Day by day. And what you choose to do on that day by day is going to take you to your future. And I want with everything in me for you to be happy and stable and fruitful and blessed so that you can be a blessing.